0: aloha warriors joshua loya aka joshua the jedi the aspiring servant warrior i got with me got with me today my surf brother mr jose martinez what's up brother
1: how you doing brother thank you very much
0: for having me yeah for sure man so i you know we uh yours was uh was an experiment the first time around we had a sick recording we couldn't use it which sucks but it just means that the uh the episode will be that much more epic, and I think we got all the little gremlins worked out. You this know, we're not getting them wet and not feed them, and, feeding them after midnight or whatever. <laughs> so we're we're good. But uh, hey, man. So like, I first met you. I think like I, we might have met at the U.S. Open, but my first like real like powerful like, all right, I know who this guy is. Was actually um, at the uh, Nationals last year. Like we, like as far as where you and I had like a legit conversation and I was just like, and it was so immediate. Like it tripped me out how like, uh, enthusiastic you were about everything, you know, and about surfing and <laughs> about being out there and, and, and doing shit. And I was just like, dude, like, I just want to hang out with this dude. Cause <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you are just, you are just stoked, man. Like Dude, uh, i'm just happy to be alive. i don't know it was, it was obvious that's
1: all it is just happy to be alive happy to be able to get out and surf wake up in the morning and surf you know like, what more can you honestly want as long as we can take a deep breath and do what we need to do Yeah, it feels amazing to do the things we want to do especially when we're happy you know why, why do we want to do it with the sour with the sour face or making everybody else feel uncomfortable i like i like i like everybody smiling so it feels good
0: for real, for real, um, and you know, you've been uh, a little bit of a you know since I uh, reached out to you like maybe just a few months ago. You've been a uh, an encouragement to me. You know, I'm trying to be a little bit healthier, trying to be more uh, positive in terms of my uh, my relationship with alcohol and some of the stuff that I'm you know like i don't, you know just trying to be healthy about what I put in my body and stuff. And and you were you were a huge encouragement to not not trip out on it and just kind of take it you know maybe a little bit chunk at a time and and that's that's huge dude i i mad appreciate that well i mean
1: if so. you really think about it when we look at the big picture it scares us so much that a lot of us decide never to even start on the journey you know and yeah, if for you really sure. break it down day by day i mean you see it as a small increment every day of your life so i i think people don't realize how the little steps get you further than trying to create big steps you know and once they see that i mean we're all We're all humans. We make mistakes. We're constantly learning from each other and we're constantly trying to become better. So if we try to help each other out during these rough times that we feel we need some help or encouragement, then why not show what helps us out, you know? I guess that's the reason why we're doing these podcasts for the same reason because we want to share each other's knowledge and how and what works for us. I mean, if you think about it, I stepped on an IAD when I was in Afghanistan in two thousand and twelve. When I woke up 10 days later, I told, I, I honestly didn't think I was going to make it past a year after I thought either I was going to commit suicide, I was just going to deteriorate. I, I didn't think I was going to come out of it, you know? And once I slowly started just taking it day by day and one step at a time, life started changing for me and it started becoming the best part of my, my everyday life is moving and moving towards everything I wanted to do. You no, know, a lot of people told me I'll never be able to walk again. I showed I was able to walk. I, I never... <laughs> you, 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 you're
0: more. able to walk and you don't have your legs. That's... You know,
1: <laughs> yeah. <correct>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, doctors told me I'm, I'm actually a hip Um meaning I'm...
0: I actually don't know what that means. Yeah. So,
1: so. I was actually about to explain it. Um, oh, sweet. Well, I just um, shut up and listen then. <laughs> <laughs> if you feel your cheekbone, the one that's uh, the lowest part, that's all I have. I don't have anything past that on my right oh, side. Oh, dude, gnarly. Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually missing a hip on my right side. And because of that, um, since I'm actually a triple amputee, the doctors told me I'll probably never walk again. And I think I'm one of the first ones in the world to be able to do it. Wow. So I just, it's, but again, day by day, step by step, you know, it's if you start looking at the big picture and them saying you might not be able to do it, but if you don't give it a try, how are you going to know yourself? You know, just like in life. We're we're just trying. We're trying to figure ourselves out day by day.
0: For sure. For sure. And like, um, I mean you, you kinda got it. we'll 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 pass into that, you know, to whatever level you feel comfortable delving in. Um, you know, because you're you're obviously more than just your your injury, but like you were when you signed up for the military you you wanted to do something of significance i mean like can you can you maybe unpack like why you decided to, to sign up because you know obviously we don't have the draft in this country so
1: yeah no um, um during the time we were at war of course and when i was signing up i i had lost my job it was during the 2008 recession and i was trying to figure myself out and during that time i felt like i was being super selfish and I was actually weighing 265 pounds. So um, within a couple of months, I just started running and I started working out constantly and I actually ended up losing 100 pounds. I came across a Green Beret documentary and I saw how they weren't chosen for their physicality, but they were chosen more on their mental strength. Yeah and I wanted to test myself. I really wanted to see if I was worth being here, if I was worth um, doing all these things that I, that I wanted to continue to do. So I, that was honestly the main reason I wanted to join was because I wanted to become better for myself. I figured if I can um, develop some structure and just continue on with the mental strength that I honestly knew we could achieve, um, I would be able to do anything that I put my mind to, you know. And that was honestly the reason why I decided to join. And of course, I mean, we were in we were at war. I didn't have anything really going on. And I mean, I didn't want to feel like I was just taking from this world, you know? So I decided to do something different and decided to join up. Um, signed up, went to war within about a year and a half, a year. Yeah, I think a year and a half or so, I was already at war. And about four months later, I got hurt. I stepped on a giant IED. Uh, actually, it was a sixty pound IED, and um, <laughs> stepped on it. Uh, stepped on it with my right leg. I remember flying up ten feet up in the air and landing head first. I remember my guys jumping up on top of me. I remember all the talks that we had. I remember pretty much pushing them off, telling them that um, I wanted to die. You know. Well, I wasn't, I knew, I knew to some extent how bad my injuries were at the time. And I, I didn't think I was going to be able to make it out of it. Plus the pain that I was feeling was extreme.
0: I can't even imagine, dude. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I remember pushing them off and they're just pretty much one of them slapped me and telling them, shut up, you know, but we're going to be fine. I'll see you in two weeks and we'll be drinking a beer. I just need you to shut up right now. And um, I remember telling them, right, if that's the case, then save me for reals, you know? And they told me they got me. And I guess because of them just giving me that security of them them taking care of me, yeah. I kind of felt some type of way of not giving up, at least at that point, you know? Um,
0: Somebody else believing in you can make all the difference in terms of the strength you have to Well, to absolutely. I mean, and my brain wasn't
1: act, trying to pass out I, I didn't I never got knocked out even stepping on the bomb, I was never knocked out so my brain kept moving as fast as possible and, and knew what was going on so I think Dude. because of all the strength that I had from losing all this weight I had a really really strong core and just right. my mind knowing what was going on and understanding that there's a possibility that I could survive I think was, was the reason I was able to wake up 10 days later you know
0: Dude, that's nuts, man. Like, and I, I remember cause we, you, you told me your story once before, like, like, I mean, there's a bunch of little pieces and stuff. Like, um, I remember you were telling me that it just kind of changed. Like it was like, you were telling me at the time you remembered like the, the kids, you were giving them Skittles and they were all happy to see you and they, yeah, and it, it, it was quick. It just, Yeah, and then all of a sudden it just changed completely.
1: Absolutely. I mean, all I I was trying to do out there was just, you know, making sure that the guy to my left and my right, my brothers, were were safe. We weren't out there being maniacs. We weren't out there doing what a lot of the media likes to portray. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of the times we were honestly just being security. We were making sure things didn't go down. We making sure that um, people weren't getting hurt. That's honestly what we were doing. And this time was just another, we were literally pulling security for the locals that were just building a road there. And we were out. I went outside. There was a bunch of kids. So what do you do when you see kids? You give them candy, you know, you give them sure. water, you know, little things that, you know, will just make them feel good. So, I mean, the way I look at it is if they grow up to hate us, then we're going to continue a war. But if they grow yeah. up knowing that some of us were actually good and, maybe the understanding will come in between us one day and we'll be we'll be able to sit together and and have some type of tea you know and, or eat dinner together for that's, sure man. that's the only hope we could ever have as as to what we do at least at least for in my eyes
0: so and you're a machine gunner right
1: like you were Yeah saying? I was a machine gunner out there uh, the reason why I, why I think I I I actually made the bomb go off was because I had so much weight on me. I had a thousand rounds on my way I, more
0: than most, most of the other soldiers. Yeah, yeah, did.
1: yeah, Another thousand rounds on my bag. So I weighed <laughs> a lot more than everybody else. So, and, and it was funny cause I was just with my, with my, with my brother that I deployed with. And he says, dude, after you stepped on your bomb, I don't know if they told you, but they unleashed the whole role of, there was a whole like hill just packed full of uh, IEDs. Yeah. So I told him, I was like, you know what? I think back and look. And I feel like the bomb was meant for me because if I wouldn't have stepped on it, I think we would have lost whole, a lot your of Your whole
0: crew would have been gone. Yeah, yeah. we
1: would have lost a lot of people then, you know. So the fact that it, it unveiled all, all the IEDs that were on there. He said there was a huge line, long line of row of just IEDs on there. I'm like, damn. The fact that I opened it up and just no one died there. You know, no one died. And dude. I'm grateful and, for it.
0: <laughs> you know, like it's it's funny. Like obviously we're all on our own journeys and stuff, you know, and and you know, I never served. I was blind before I was old enough to enlist, you know, but but like it's like you give me mad credit for being out there being blind and surfing, dude. Like I I don't know what I would do, man. Cause I love being able to run. I love, you know, I'm not very good at kicking, but I love kicking. You know, I like, I like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like
1: the crazy part is that I was a runner before him. That's how yeah. I lost a lot of weight, you know? And yeah. I, and I just love, I got to understand runners high. I think yeah. after like five, seven miles, my body could would kind of just go numb. And then yeah. it was just my brain functioning and telling me to keep going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, and it's funny because I remember uh, before we actually deployed, we were all in the circle telling each other like, hey, if this goes, if I miss this part or if this part goes missing, like just leave me out there. We we're just telling each other. And I told my guys, I was like, dude, if I miss my legs, like just fucking leave me out there because what the fuck am I going <laughs> to do? You know, like I love to run. Well, what and you're going to do is going to be a
0: freaking surfing champion is what you're going <laughs> to do. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. Like what ends up happening after you you, you, once you understand the positioning you put yourself in and once you understand that you can still climb out of these things, it's, it's mind blowing, you know, it's, it's such a mental strength that you actually couldn't, can figure out that it it feels really good.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. And like, so just, just kind of unpacking this a little more, like when you, uh, so you got out and what, what was your, uh, when you woke up, like how long did it take you to, to realize that it had been, you know, however long did they tell you right away or did it, they give you like a little bit of an adjustment period or.
1: Oh, you know what? Uh, when I woke up 10 days later, I, I knew everything that had happened. I woke up like trying to pull tubes off of me and stuff like that. Cause I didn't. Like,
0: get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want
1: to believe that I was there, honestly, you know, but when I realized yeah. it, because I had a tube down my throat and they're like, oh, you need to be able to breathe and blah, blah. blah. And I'm like, I can fucking breathe. like, take it. And I was ready to pull shit off. And the doctors were like, yeah, Did they
0: have ready, to hold you down you know? so you wouldn't like start Dude, trying I, to do stuff? Dude, it was to the
1: point where literally I told them, I was like, I'm going to start taking everything off right now if you guys don't. And they're like, how can you tell me this when you have stuff in your mouth? I was like, watch this. And I started pulling out <laughs> the tube out of my throat. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. And they had to clear me, like, within an hour or so. They cleared it, and they're like, look, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to, like, cough and, like, act like you're going to throw up. And they finally pulled the tube out of me. And the minute they pulled the tube out of me, I was like, I told you I was okay. Like, what the fuck, you know? And they're like, dude, he just stepped on the ball. I was like, I know what the fuck happened. Like, you got to tell me this. So, I I mean, from the get-go, I think I was more mad that I woke up because i in my thought when i closed my eyes i was like all right i'm coming like you know i'm done this is it like yeah. you know, no more stressing no more worrying about anything no more
0: um you didn't have to hustle anymore I, yeah
1: you know i don't have to worry about how the fuck am i eat the next day yeah and i was and for whatever reason i was okay with it then you know but i guess it was in my time and i woke up 10 days later and once I woke up, it was kind of like a switch. At the beginning, it hurt. You know, I I couldn't really believe that this happened to me. I was really trying really hard. Like, this was one time that I just, I really gave it my all. And I felt like when I gave it my all and found something that I loved, it took it from me, you know? Yeah. And, but I guess it's just the way life works. You know, if, if it's really meant to be, it will get, it will come back and I realized that it wasn't meant to be. I was meant to become something bigger and something greater.
0: Well, you've done some dope stuff for people. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, like I already kind of tripped out. You know, it's like, like you're like, we all know, you know, because both you and I have been competing for a little while now. Like we all know athletes that will, they're about it for themselves. And then, then there are those guys that are like, you know what? I got to bring other people along with me. I yeah. got to make sure that other people get to experience the life that I'm, that I'm enjoying right now.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. I just want to share the the joy with the world because why not? I'm yeah. tired of seeing everybody so mad. I mean, the reason why I'm in the position that I'm in is because one person hated another person. then decided to go to war. Yeah. And where are the little chess pieces, you know, <laughs> and not even chess, like checker pieces. Cause it's the way we drop. It's right. So right. Fast, you know? And that's, that's the thing. If, if I start showing people that I'm not mad, I'm not upset, like, in all honesty, this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. You know, I got married after all this happened. I I developed a family. I created a family around me. Yeah. I've been able to help other people that actually in return have said, you've helped me with my own life. You know, I've gained back my life because I've seen how happy you are and you're just going and becoming as strong as possible. And and that's all I ever wanted, to be honest, which is just be the best me that I can so I can show the world if I can change myself. And why can't we change the world around us, you know? so That's a
2: dope attitude to have, man. I mean,
1: especially right now, if you think about it, we're going through such crazy times.
0: Th- these are, none of us could have predicted the kind of crazy world we're living in right now, right? I mean,
1: th- <laughs> what blows my mind is that our people are okay with just shutting the whole world down and... Yeah. Just waiting until some person tells them that it's okay, instead of actually going out and seeing for themselves that as long as we keep taking care of ourselves, we'll be all right. Yeah. Again, if we eat healthy, we continuously exercise, we drink water the way we're supposed to. You know, we have our fruits, our vegetables. You know, makes
0: dude, a- I'm in, I'm in better shape now than I was at the, t- the uh, during our last surf contest. <laughs> I'm actually was just
1: looking at myself. I'm like, am I really that much more in better shape right now? Because of yeah. all of this going on, I just want to become that much healthier and that much yeah. stronger. I'm not going to wait for a doctor to be like, oh, well, guess what? Because you guys are in the house and not doing anything. Uh, have more of the, More than half of the world is obese now. More than, yeah. you know. And that's what's going to happen if people don't. They're, they're going to need other
0: people to kind of take them out and teach them how to surf and teach them how to move and do crunches and go yeah, running. And, you know.
1: and that's that's the scary part that some people are willing to just sit there until the world tells them that it's okay again, instead of figuring out for themselves. I mean, you're not.
0: Gonna and you, can, if you're still like, if honestly, that's the thing too, right? Like, if you're, let's say, you are somebody who is particularly immune compromised. Like, I got I got a couple people in my life, right, that are. That are particularly at risk, but you know what they're doing? They're doing fucking yoga, and they're yeah, they're doing, they're doing they're shit at home. Meditating. Maybe they're not they're not that going they're out. you know, they're not going out, but they're, at least they're yeah. getting some movement. You know,
1: yeah, absolutely, and that that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, personally, for me, whether you're as long as you're exercising, you're putting some knowledge in your into yourself. That's, I mean, I can't judge you. You know, if you like my, my sister personally. She right. tries to exercise on a weekly basis, but mainly she's reading books. She's, you know, studying, she's doing things. She's
0: doing something to better yes, herself though. to
1: better herself on a yeah. constant basis. She's just yeah. turning on Netflix and watching as much stuff as possible on it, you know? And, and that's the thing, especially right now. If you think about it, education is going to be a key point in our lives, because if we even yeah. maintain ourselves educated, then no one can tell us anything, you know,
0: for real, for real. Um, so, after you got out, like, what did what did your life look like? What did you came home? Uh, you, were you already with your wife at the time, or?
1: Uh, yeah, she was actually. Um, we were dating when I was deployed, and uh, when I got back, she ended up actually um, staying with me through. She ended up finishing up about five surgeries with me. So that's rad. Yes, yeah, that's sad. rad that she
0: stuck with you because I mean, you know, a lot of people would just bail.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. I'm so lucky to have my wife. Um, she's honestly like one of the main reasons why I continue to do and go so hard as hard as I do is because I, I, I got someone that's always looking next to me and making sure that I'm, I'm trying to be the best me, you know. So if I continue to be the best myself, then my wife can just continue to be herself as well. So I'm super lucky to have someone like her by my side and always wanting the best for me and fully? pushing me. I mean. I told her one time I was like, "Hey, babe, I want to start trying to do some archery," and she, within a couple of months, she took me to go to an archery shop and <laughs> bought me my bow and arrow. You know, and I was already shooting. So that's right. Everything that I tell her, she's yeah. she's actually listening to to what I want, and that's she'll, so cool. She'll look and see if it's possible, and if not, she'll be like, "You know what? Like, you're gonna have to figure it out on your own." But I think you can do it, and that's all. Sometimes <laughs> I need, you know, that little. A little, I think, Would.
2: you know.
0: Well, so, honestly, uh, like, it, you know, I'm, I'm pretty blessed m- on my own right. You know, like, I, I got a wife w- that I've been with. Uh, I mean, I was already blind when I met her, but, dude, I like, I couldn't do half the shit that I do without her. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, I honestly feel like I'm so free to do the things that I need to do because she's so on top of the other things that help me do other things that I need to do, you know. Yeah. So, it's, it's a real, it's, it's honestly the best asset that I can ever have in my life is having her because even not only that, but she's just her happiness, her willing to want to love me. And she doesn't see me in a wheelchair, to be honest with you. She just sees me, you know,
0: that's rad, dude. That's really rad. So like, uh, when you, uh, so like you obviously weren't thinking athletics or anything yet when you first got back, what was your, uh, your go-to thing? You're like, all right, I'm out of the military now. (laughs) i'm uh what what do i go to what do i what did you put your energy into (laughs) well if i'm being honest with you i'll be as honest you can be as unfiltered (laughs) as you want to be dude there's there's no i started growing cannabis yeah um i locked
1: myself up for almost about like two or three years maybe and i just started growing cannabis um it was me my wife was helping me out and i've I would be in there for 14, 16, 18 hours a day, sometimes 20. 24 just tending hours a day. the plants and stuff or what? Just tending to all the plants that I had. I had a lot of plants. <laughs> and um, it was just a lot of work, and every time that I was in there, it was just me and my own thought process. I guess in, my, in a sense, I was going through my own therapy with myself. you know, right. I was thinking of all the scenarios that could have happened when I stepped on this bomb. Uh, I thought about everything all up until the point where I signed up for the military. Like I really looked back at myself, pretty much, kind of like looking myself in the mirror those three years, and and really, really breaking myself down to see my flaws, to poke at myself, to really yeah. make sure that I know the reasons why I ended up in the position that I'm in. You know, I was never ungrateful for the things that I did. I don't have any regrets, to be honest with you. I'm happy everything turned out the way it did. But at that time, I needed to make sure that I was able to look at myself in the mirror and say, "Okay, this is where I messed up. This is where I messed up. This is where I was really good. This is where I understood. This is where knowledge came from, you know. And once I started breaking these things down is when I started becoming a a little bit happier and healthier me especially after um throwing away all the prescription pills i'm i haven't been on prescription pills for the last six years i got eight years ago so during the the time that i was in the hospital is when they were trying to figure me out with all my pain meds and fentanyl
0: and vicodin and percocet and all that kind of shit yeah
1: i mean i'm in pain all the time but um now i understand that because of cannabis i can actually ease the pain enough to where I can do the things that I need to do on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, it will never take the full pain away. And I understand that, but it, now it's more it makes it manageable.
0: A, like it allows yeah, you to, to focus now on the just things like that an itch, you,
1: yeah. you know, it's kind of like, yeah. ah, it's, it's there and I don't really have to worry about it you know. But honestly, um, I started just really looking at myself and really seeing who, who I am. And once I started this, um, Looking at all of that, then things slowly started to change because I started changing the little things that I that I knew that was going to make me become better, so I wouldn't make any of these mistakes all over again. I mean, I'm not going to step on a bomb all over again, but <laughs> at least understanding, you know, um, yeah. of the dynamics of my decision making, of where it got me to the to, to the places that it got me, you know. So now, now that I understand that, um, I. After I stopped growing cannabis, uh, I was more looking at, after I looked at myself, I'm like, okay, now it's time to start moving my body all over again. Like, I gave it some time to relax, to de-stress, to, you know, just just feed it unnatural stuff, all kinds of stuff that I couldn't eat while I was in Afghanistan or while I was in the military. So, after those three years, I was like, okay, now it's time to do something. And um, while I was recovering, they actually uh, deemed surf as a therapy. So, I was actually able to go out and surf while I was in um, recovery. And and you
0: I were was, at the Naval Hospital out here
1: in San Diego, right? Yes. And that made me super happy being able to go out to the beach because hey, when I was living here, I, I loved going to the beach. I never surfed. I never boogie boarded sure. or anything like that. But I you just swimming out in the ocean the back in the yeah. day. Oh or? yeah, who doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you're from California, that's something you just grew up doing, you know? And as you get older, you start driving out there with your friends and you just remember those times, you know? So, it, when I was able to go back on the beach because they had me with a big uh, beach chair, I wasn't crawling around and stuff like that and it made me feel really good that people weren't I mean, they were staring at me, they were looking at me, but there was more veterans there that knew me that wanted to see me happy that it just overruled everything else around me, you know, and it made me comfortable enough to continue on and going there. But, um, after I left San Diego, I moved to the high desert and that's where I was growing, um, cannabis. So, um, I stopped growing and that's when I decided to start moving my body all over again. And I remember calling up, um, the therapist there, Betty, and just saying, Hey, I want to get back into surfing and stuff like that. And she goes, good, because now they're doing competitions and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, sweet. So it kind of gave me a bit of more of a drive of just to see like what, what I'm worth all over again, you know, like, yeah, yeah. All right. I stepped on the bomb. So what, like now what, you know, what are you going to do now? You know, did so, the fact and you that rip I'm- out
0: there, dude? Like you're not like any, just, <laughs> you know a little tourist in the in the ocean dude um i i watch
1: a lot of videos that help a lot i'm trying to mimic john john florence and jamie o'brien john john florence catches air on these waves and my thought process is like why can't we do that you know okay so man. i just i'm i'm continuously working on stuff like that and just i what makes me a good surfer is the fact that I'm not scared to just go for it, even though I know it might not be the right way. Like if, if it's going to close out, but it looks like I might get just a little bit of a pit, then I'll go for it, you know, (laughs) just to feel it. And, and that's, I think the difference between me and all the other guys that I'm willing to actually like feel that the wrath of the water, you know, um, I mean, there's been times where some some of my competitors can't go out because of how big it is and they can't make it out, you know, and and that's the reason why I work hard so it's so much harder because I, I only got one arm and, and if I need to help out my person or even myself, I got to make sure I'm in my top condition because I don't want to ever put someone else in jeopardy, you know.
0: So, so, so to that end, because cause obviously, you know, it's a little inside baseball or surfing or if you will because uh, you know like i'm familiar but for somebody who doesn't know like adaptive surfing like how you surf like how do you do you surf do you paddle out under your own power do you got somebody assisting you how, how do you what's um, your orientation I'm on the board
1: in the assisted division so i actually have someone behind me helping me out but i'm also able to paddle um to help myself get out into the waves and stuff like that so sometimes it it's so big that um we can't get out and because i'm able to actually help out my guy we're we're one of the few that are able to make it out there and
0: to, to the bigger, to waves, yeah. bigger
1: waves and stuff like that you know
0: and so, you surf prone right so yes, you're on your in the
1: prone uh, yeah. but they opened up the sit uh division as well so now i'm trying to do the sit division because we have i don't know if you remember david and freddie they're both kind i of do like in i this do yeah yeah did
0: Def- i had uh <laughs> I'm to, I think it was 2018. So it was my second US Open. Um, so I've, I've surfed everyone that they've had so far. Mm-hmm. I'm, I had dinner with him, dude. And he was just like... You know, because they have the athlete thing. And dude, yeah, the yeah, kid, yeah. Oh, that kid is just so enthusiastic, dude. You he couldn't be happier. Oh
1: yeah, listen, like him so and, and
0: David were like yeah. cruising around those little skate like their skateboards. Yeah, yeah, so yeah awesome. like like motorized skateboards. They were like zipping around like freaking rock stars, dude. Yep.
1: Uh, yeah, and seeing for the same reason, like, you know that, that since they have a specific style that they can actually sit up, um, I, they opened that division. So I'm trying my best. So, but my balance is completely off. So. Yeah It's uh, a different I type of thing, yeah, yeah and I don't I, it's hard, difficult practicing both if you're trying to become great at one, so right. I gotta do one at a time, and right now I'm mainly focusing on the prone, but um, sometimes when we're out having fun, I do do the sit-up because randomly they'll be like, "You know what? They just opened up the divisions put you guys in there, And that's what happened at the last u S. Open that they opened it up for us, and I think I came in third place.
0: <laughs> so so yeah yeah so at the 2019 one that we just had man that's it's trippy to think that's almost a year ago yeah but the, the the 2019 u.s open uh and those weren't small waves either like the 2018 2019 were no they're know, actually I, I love oceanside dude like oh, you yeah. had like some seven eight foot and bigger waves out there they're
1: fun waves but and it's funny because they always the for our division, I feel like the gauntlet always unleashes with us. <laughs> oh, so just in have...
0: terms of the way the tide is and stuff? Yeah, it always turns
1: <laughs> up on us. Like it will give us such a difficult time to try to get out. And yeah. then when the waves do come, they just come really, really hard and really, really fast. So.
0: Well and this year too, like this last this last one we had, there was that crazy south to north current.
1: Yeah, yeah. So everything was so like, like, like choppy and so crazy out there. I remember getting, not, not mad, but just like I was trying to understand why every single time I would go for the wave, <laughs> I would catch it, but there was a bump at the bottom that just- Oh, like it would like, like double up or something? I'm or like, would, yeah. I'm like, what? yeah. What's, why? <laughs> why? You know? And I just understood at the end of the last wave when I finally came off of it, that I'm like, oh, okay. So, I have to push off a bit more just because there was a, yeah. that same bump on the bottom. But I mean, it's just, it's amazing to be able to go out there and compete and go from no one knowing me to being dude you're you're a rock star fast. now dude people yeah, absolutely
0: I, know who jose martinez is dude. <laughs> well i mean when i
1: first started you know and no one really knew who i was no one um, what
0: was your your first year you
1: competed in 2018 i think that's when i first competed so I, the
0: u.s open was your first contest yeah the or u.s you, open okay I,
1: I tried to i only made it to the semifinals, and then i got kicked off
0: Dude, that's still, you still advanced around, dude. You know, <laughs> well, that, I remember that's, snapping that's not two nothing. boards
1: while we were out there because I was, that was the first time I was ever out there and we were on foam boards that I had borrowed. And it was just crazy out there, of course. And,
0: yeah, if you're not used to like a, a regular surf, you know, board or yeah. whatever.
1: So we ended up, I ended up snapping two boards, but I mean, oh, made, the, made the best out of it. And, um, I I ended up telling myself that I was going to continue on and see how far I can make it. And hopefully one day I'll be, I'll be in the podiums. And I mean, 2019, I came in second for the prone assist and the third place for the sit assist. Yeah. I mean, you know, pretty fast. I've been ranking up and this year, for, and you got to be on Team USA. Yeah, like, I got like, to be on Team USA. Came in third, officially ranked third in the world for my division. So it's, I think it's pretty amazing. To,
0: and you've been competing for like not even two years. Like how <laughs> how nuts is that, dude?
1: Yeah, it's amazing, and made it on Team USA. I hope we can continue to go even further and see how much farther we can we can really push this. Yeah,
0: I, I heard rumors that uh, that the next ISA is going to be at Huntington.
1: I hope so. That would be epic.
0: Because like. Like, n- no disrespect to La Jolla, it's a fun town, kinda. Uh, but, <laughs> <Huntington> <laughs> but the waves are tiny, always, dude. Yeah,
1: Huntington always just turns up for us, you know. And that would be amazing if we. I haven't actually even there, yeah. been
0: out to to surf Huntington yet. No, which it's is nuts. fun out there. It's really fun. Yeah. I love
1: Huntington. Yeah.
0: So we'll. we'll uh, I know Jeff Munson was going to try to have a. a they supposed to, there was originally supposed to be a, a contest in June this year, but obviously, you know,
1: yeah. With everything going on, it's been difficult.
0: But, uh, but yeah, man, like, so, so 2018, you, you rocked it, you kept going. And then, um, now you didn't you competed at nationals, and then would they just need, they had room for an extra spot, or did you actually earn your spot like straight up? I don't remember how that played out. I came in second
1: place, but they didn't they only took everybody that was in first place, and since because, um, because I came in second, they needed two people for each division, so I was picked for the second spot on on my division side for Team USA.
0: So that, that, that's cool. Hey, you know, and that's the thing too, right? Like you have, you know, who doesn't get picked to be on team the people who don't like put the effort in to compete, dude, you know? So. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know? And I'm just grateful that I, every single competition that I do, I try to, I try to go hard as possible. Just, I'm trying to see how best, how, how good I am, you know, personally, I'm not in the sense, I'm not even really competing with anybody else besides myself
0: well and you were like like there's a um you know we talked a couple times like there are days where you go into the gym like two three times a day and then you're surfing like three four days a week you're not you're not a slouch dude you're you're putting that work in
1: yeah i you have to i mean that's that's part of the plan you can't be disrespectful and expect that the water is not going to beat you up you know i mean Uh, you got to respect the water and respect yourself and know that when you go out there, there's, there's a lot of chances that something can go wrong. And if you're not at your top level, then something really, really bad can go wrong. So I'm not trying to put myself in the position like that anymore. So I just want to be as strong as possible. For for sure.
0: Well, and you were talking one time too, like, like, like I think, and I'm starting to kind of grasp this a little more, you know, like I'm only, I only competed maybe a year before you did. So I've been competing since 2017, you know, and it's, realizing now, now that I'm working with, with John White, you know, who since February more consistently, like he's like my go-to guy, like the importance of being in as good a shape as I possibly can be now, you know, in in VI, like whether you're partially sighted or or totally blind, you know, you still got to surf under your own power, but like the more physically fit you are, you know, the the less likely that somebody has to save you if things get gnarly. You're you're making everybody safer, you know? Honestly. You're also making other people safer though, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. you, You know, you're not trying to put someone in a bad position where you can hurt yourself and hurt somebody else at the same time, you know? And that's, that's really, I mean, with some, some of our competitors, of course, we, we need to look out for a little bit more than ourselves, right. you know. And for that same reason, I want to make sure that if something does go wrong on the other end of the spectrum, they know that my guy can just leave me where I'm at yeah. they can go and grab Fully. somebody else, you know. And, and I'm grateful that I, I, me myself can do that personally, you know. I mean, I, I have my, my assistant guy just literally sometimes will be like, hey, I'm going to go grab a different board, um, just stay here. And he'll leave me swimming there for 30, 20 minutes, you know? And people are just staring like, damn, he's really just in there. And I'm floating, hanging out. I look like a little wet seal. You know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you work with the same guy? Like whenever you go out or do you have different? Yeah, people no, know?
1: no. Every single time I go out with my same guy, he's actually a Navy corpsman. My brother, Joseph Jackson. Um, he's the reason why I've been able to go so far is because we, he has the time for me. He's a retired right. as well. And and he's literally all the time teaching me new things. And I, I, I I'm a good listener is yeah. what he says. So, <laughs>
0: well, you <laughs> gotta sure. be teachable, man. Like, like, you know, the, the only reason I've gotten as good is because, because I, I don't, obviously I have some issues. So we're all flawed for sure. But <laughs> yeah. like when I make the leap of, Oh, now I can not know how to turn more. Now I can distribute my weight a little bit better so that I can catch those faster moving waves or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like it's because you listen.
2: Like it's because exactly. you, you get
0: out of your own way. and You don't like if I walk into like, you know, like a jiu-jitsu class and I like oh like oh, I know what I'm doing. Well, I'm going to get tapped out right away. So you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean, sure. so, so it's the same thing. You got to you got to let go of that ego so you can be receptive to the people who know more or know something you don't know
1: yeah absolutely i mean at the beginning when i first started i would just nosedive a lot every single time they would push yeah. me into a wave and they're like "Screw back a little bit more screw back a little bit more
0: well then like and do you find it's like with because i guess you, you don't have like a spinal cord thing in terms you know you have your whole thing so you're able to still lift your your chest up off the board a little bit or is yes
1: that... yes i'm able to yeah. do uh, a little bit more than a lot of my other competitors. So, I'm um, I'm still a lot mobile. Um, it's in a sense, I still feel like I have my full body to be honest with you. I mean, even when I'm, um, swimming, I'm, I f- I'm kicking personally and I don't know if that works more, but I, I think it helps out.
0: Well, it certainly helps mentally at least cause you're, cause you're taking more ownership, I'm sure. Right. Well, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess it,
1: I'm trying to be as, small as possible and i just think of the same way as a regular swimmer i mean there's no really big difference between me and them It's just i'm missing a little bit more parts
0: for sure for (laughs) sure but you know um and so uh do you do any other cross training like as far as to kind of keep things rocking like as far as the surfing goes or
1: um i do a lot of swimming and a lot of uh, just gym training i do a lot of um just heavy lifting um and what helps me out your
0: left arm must be freaking jacked dude
1: i'm
0: (laughs) I'm not not having a a arm wrestling contest with you you'll tear my shoulder off i'm sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty solid i i try really really hard for the same reason and i'm always either in the gym or i'm um, swimming or i'm surfing you know and i try to do as much as possible again i do archery as well so i'm always constantly using my left arm and even on my manual wheelchair, I get some people to be like, hey, why, why don't you have a motorized wheelchair? I'm like, Cause I would be so fat and dead already <laughs> if, if I had a motorized wheelchair. Like, I wouldn't do anything for myself, you know? And that's truth and honesty. Like, I, yeah. It's little decision makings that I made at the beginning that has helped me keep going. I, I told myself I wasn't going to be in a motorized wheelchair until I couldn't no more, you know? And uh, to this day, I'm still going hard. I mean, my shoulder hurts, my body hurts sometimes, but whatever. I'm still going. I'm still happy. I'm still, I'm still able to do the things that I want to do on a daily basis, and that's what makes me feel good. The fact that I'm that I'm still me, you know, even through all of this. I mean, it hasn't changed anything. It hasn't all besides of the way I look and maybe the way I walk. I walk with a little limp now, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> I mean, not, besides that, it's no big deal. I'm no different. I, I I, still fly. I still drive. I still do all the things. Wait, are I you pilot to too, dude? What was that? Are you a pilot too? No, I mean, I just fly regularly like normal people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I like, Hell no. Like, I wish. I would never be driving ever in my life. I would just be flying if I could.
0: <laughs> See, if, uh, if Matt uh you know sarah's husband can take you up in a heli- helicopter dude
1: yeah that'd you be know. sweet Mm-mm.
0: but uh but yeah well and you drive right like you were, you were i remember you were saying like like a lot of guys that enter a similar situation they get modifications on their vehicles you got a big ass truck and you drive that thing yourself dude
1: yeah there's no modifications on my truck i don't there's no reason to i like, still drive i mean i used to drive stick shift before so it's yeah it's the same thing you know uh, the thing is that I have a lot of feelings in my end nerves um, at the end of my stumps and stuff. Right. So I, I'm actually able to feel the pedals so I can feel the gas pedal. I can feel the brake pedal. And I, I drive from here to Washington. I drove from here to Wyoming. I mean, I drive everywhere to Arizona. i yeah. um, especially when I'm out hunting or I actually have. Oh, that's
0: right. Out. You hunt too. I forgot yeah, about that. I have my
1: own nonprofit that I, I started up in Washington State as well. So I'm constantly driving up and down for fundraising to um, take out the vets that we're going to take out or the firemen or the police officers to take them out fishing, um, whatever it is that we have in the agenda. So I'm constantly driving up and down. Last year, I drove eight times up there by myself, I think, if I'm correct. right? You know, and it's a straight I, – I just do a straight 18 drive shot, so – Stop maybe just to pump gas drink some coffee and drink water and
0: just so keep yeah going. yeah that's a long ass drive dude.
1: <laughs> it's fun it, it really um i have a lot of time to think and and really like really break down parts of my life that i need to make better or parts of my life that i got to remind myself of how awesome i was you know i feel like us as humans we're so we're so hard on ourselves that we forget how How we got here, you know, I mean, a lot of us, if we think about it, it's a long time to be walking around this earth and not thinking that you're not going to go through some stuff, you know, or forgetting to pat yourself on the back saying, hey, you know, you made it this far. Let's keep going. Yeah. You know, so I I constantly try to look back at the things that I've done, look back at myself and just try to be appreciative of everything, you know, the lessons learned, uh, the, the mistakes I've made, the happiness that I've had. Um, the ups and downs, you know, and it's, it's all beautiful. If you really think about it, it's, it makes us feel alive, whether it's something difficult or whether it's something beautiful, you know, and, and that's, I guess, what's helped me um, help others in this lifetime is me understanding this happiness or me, me viewing the world in the, in a whole different perspective than other people would view it, you know, if they would have been in my position. Like I said, I think a lot of people would be mad. They would be upset. They'd be hurting. Um, they wouldn't be doing anything. I tell this to a lot of people in this world. A lot of people would be okay if I was sitting on the couch for the rest of my life and just pretty much disintegrate. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't have to them. I don't have much. But guess what? For me, that's not okay. For me, I'm I'm ready to do whatever it is and whatever it's willing to take to be the best me all over again. You know. And that's the crazy part that the world would be okay with me not doing anything, you know, but why can't we hold ourselves accountable to be the best us that we can
2: be fully? I'm
1: not saying that everybody in my position will have this. Some people are going to have some more pain. Some people are still going to be fighting other things, you know, other demons, you know, but personally, I mean, if you can see that I'm, I'm happy that you can see that I'm genuinely wanting to be here, then, Maybe something well, will help some other person. Well, and you know?
0: that's it, man. Like, I mean, like I, like I told you, dude, like I, I was trying to unpack, you know, like without turning this and making this about me, you know, cause I'm, tr- I'm trying to dig into your story. But one of the things, man, like I'm like, like I went through a, a gnarly period where my first coach, it was real toxic. He was very effective, but he got me to seriously doubt my own value as an athlete, as an individual, Yeah, you know, and like to the point where I was like, why am I? It, it, am i winning or is he winning and you know it's just it was just it was just so messed up and then when I was trying to yeah. like I got some distance from that and I had had my first contest with a new coach that believed in my ability to be an independent surfer not a surfer that depended on him you know night yeah. and day and I was started unpacking that i you know reached out and I talked to you a little bit and you know it's the reason I reached out to you dude honestly is because of your desire and and very very it's very apparent that you want to make the world better because you're in it. And like, that's, that's the thing, man. Like people will reach out and talk to talk to you when they kind of sense that you're, you know, it's not about you being perfect. It's not about you like having everything figured out, but you're, you have a, a, a very apparent desire to help other people, you know? And, yeah, and I mean, that's, that, that's huge, man.
1: If you think about it, I mean, why, why else would I be alive? I my biggest problem when I felt depressed after all of this was I kept asking the question, why me, yeah. you know? And that why me was always kind of like my, my scapegoat in the sense of me not wanting to do anything of me, like asking myself like, Oh, it's someone else's fault, you know, or telling myself that it was someone else's fault. Instead of really looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you know what? It was your decision-making that got you to this point. Now man up and do what you got to do now, you know? Yeah. Are you choosing to be alive or are you choosing to be selfish and worried about what the rest of the world is going to think or are you going to choose to just hate the world? What are you going to choose? But you got to decide because this Y-Me yeah. is just going to kill you, you know? So the minute I decided that I'm not going to do the Y-Me anymore, I'm saying, man, fuck this. I'm going to be me. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to see how it's going to turn out. And it's funny because that's why I say you want me to be blunt and honest. Be as honest you. as you want to be, because dude. Because when I was in the military still, um, before you get out, they're, they're asking you, like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And my same answer was, I'm going to grow weed. <laughs> and they're like, Jose, <laughs> like, you can't do that. I was like, why not? Says who? Like it, it, I'm it, not in the military anymore. Like <laughs> I don't have to do anything that you tell me, you know? Oh, and plus I stepped on the bomb for you guys. You know, I lost my legs and an arm. So, <laughs> Guess what? Yeah. I can do whatever I want.
0: <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing, dude. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know, but like, I assume like at least part of it, man, you were helping other people, you know, cause cannabis can be a very helpful plant to a lot of people.
1: Well, that's when I started showing veterans that we don't have to take pills yeah um i actually came on on times magazine speaking about cannabis i think i'm probably the first one on there smoking weed as a veteran <laughs>
0: wait 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 are you, you said high times
1: no times magazine okay well we got to get you on
0: high times though dude you know oh um, i don't care about high times <laughs> Times magazine
1: is all over the world <laughs> you know oh, no, and, but- and because of the same thing like i started showing i had a lot of veterans come yeah. up to and saying does it really help you out i'm like dude You got to try it for yourself. You got to stop being scared about what the world's telling you. Like Whether you think that it's bad or not, if it's going to heal you, you got to take this, man. Fully. You know, the fact that they're giving you pills and you're having these ugly thoughts about yourself, wanting to kill yourself, wanting to kill somebody else. I
0: had a a, nowhere near as severe as an accident as you did, obviously, because, you know, but I got hit by a car like, what, five years ago? Mm -hmm. They put me on, on Viking and dude, I I started, it made things worse. Not so much the pain, but in terms of my mental state, dude, the mental like I,
1: stability, yeah. like
0: I, I thought I was losing my mind.
1: Exactly, I, I, I stopped, stopped
0: taking pills after like two, three days. I couldn't do it anymore.
1: Yeah. See, and and for us, we don't realize it because we're, I mean, we're hurt at the time. And of course we're kind of in, in a vulnerable
0: spot too. Cause yeah,
1: you're just and trying to When your mind's starting to wake up and you're like, what, what's going on? Like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel off? You know? And, and you're kind of looking like a zombie because that's what I was looking like every day because I was so drugged up, you know? So what do you do? What do you really do?
0: That you know, withdrawal process have, must have been a pain in the ass. Oh,
1: man. it was. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm erradical when it comes to certain things. So what I did, from <laughs> I, I would drink like 50, 60, 75 pills a day because I was so much on drugs and stuff. Did that um, dude, that would pain.
0: kill most people
1: yeah i don't know i'm i'm pretty crazy you like I not,
0: are you sure you're like not related to the mcleod's like did some, <laughs> really, you know you got like this sword fighting thing going on or something you know?
1: <laughs> no dude i'm just uh um, am I, i'm telling you i'm not i'll never die until i'm ready to die i think that's how it's gonna happen yeah i don't think anybody will be able to take my my life away or i don't think nothing will until i say okay and I think until I'm happy with how this world is. So that's why I'm trying so hard to to change it, you know? But oh, yeah. I went from drinking so many pills to one day just really getting mad and dumping all the things in the trash can. And my dad's all like, dude, do you know what you just did? I was like, I don't care, dad. It's either that or I'm going to kill myself. And he goes, all right, well, I'm going to sit here with you because... I started
2: puking. I had to have cold sweat. It was
1: insane. Like I couldn't sleep for two weeks. Like it it was nuts, man, you know, but I'm grateful I did it then. And I'm grateful I was erradical in the way I did it because I felt like even if I was going to take one here and there, I would still be taking them now to this day, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, but methadone, you're basically in, in suboxone and stuff. You're just basically replacing one pill for another, for another.
1: Exactly. You no. Know? So I, and I didn't want to do any of that. So I just, I said, oh nah, man. Um, so I, I just stopped with all of this and it, it helped a lot. And I mean, there's, there's days where it feels like I'm getting stabbed. There's days where it feels like, um, there's someone lighting a torch to my nubs. Um, there's a lot of different pains that I constantly go through, but, the mental pain that prescription pills have given me is so much scarier to me that I'll never ever take them again it's just I'm so much better now I've never gone to a therapist or anything like that and I'm I'm one of the most happiest person I know
0: personally do you catch a lot of shit for that for not doing the therapy thing yeah I've gotten a lot of shit
1: people and then this is what I tell people I was like there's no therapist in the world that has absolutely been to anything as close as I've been through. And if I start breaking it down to them all my life, like even to when I was born, I was born with an alcoholic abusive father, you know, I don't know any therapist, most therapists that I know were born with a silver spoon. And not only that, they like prescription pills.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, um, I had a, a an experience where when I was 14, right? Like I, I had, you know, I hadn't even, we didn't know what, what PTSD was or any of that kind of stuff. You know, my, my yeah. stepmom put me through a bunch of shit. So like when I finally got moved out to California, I hadn't quite decompressed from it all, you know, because it was basically from, a, I was 10 and a half till I was 14 years old. And so I, I had a breakdown, like a just a mental breakdown. And they put me in a, um in a mental hospital for like a week. I was in there for two days. The, first, the second night in, they had a fucking riot. Everybody was going nuts. I'm just in my room going, what? All right, I'll just stay in my room. <laughs> I'll just hang out in here. You guys, and my roommate had a metal plate, or uh, was or not my roommate, but another guy across the hall had a metal plate, was smashing his head through the wall and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. and they wanted to put me on freaking lithium, dude. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. dude, I'm the most normal person in your <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, That
1: like was okay there. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I would get a lot of shit, but I, my, my reasoning for it. And a lot of them would just stay quiet. Like a lot of my doctors would be like, all right, well, you're absolutely pretty much right. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm right. There's no one that could tell me that it's going to make yeah. me feel better or whatnot. I know I got to figure this shit out on my own. Yeah, I know I got to, you know, i I know what the fuck happened. I know I stepped on a bomb. I know it was at war. I know that I, my boys died. I know that, yeah. you know, I know all these things. I'm not afraid of knowing. I know. I know. And the fact that I understood myself and the fact that I've never gone makes me, I feel even that much stronger. You know, because I, I'm finding myself. I'm not trying to let someone else dictate or show who I actually am, you know. And yeah. again, I've done this all on my own. So the fact that I've done all of this on my own and I'm still okay and I'm helping other people and other people aren't telling them because I've helped them, they're alive right now. So do you really need to be paying thousands of dollars on a daily basis for these therapists or can you actually just confine in the person that can actually help you out yeah. in this lifetime, you know? Or if can you look within yourself to really see that you have all the answers within you?
0: Well, and then experientially too, you know, like I mean, that's the other thing that, <laughs> that the you know the ocean and and just living life and doing being in a place where you have to just respond like you can't control the water right like you oh you, absolutely and, and that but that forces you to like you, you, that forces you to be in, in the moment, right? Like, the moment, absolutely. like I can go and I can have the worst day where I'm not catching anything. I'm just in a washing machine. Like the whole time I'm out there. <laughs> right. And I, and it's just, I'm just getting beat up by the ocean and I'm barely, I keep falling off my board and stuff. And, and, um, after dude, like my, my mental health symptoms that I got, they're just, if they're not gone, they're muted. Like for the rest of the day
1: yeah you know because it's sometimes even for the week because you know you just feel that much calm and you're absolutely right the water is uh that it puts you in a position where you understand how small you really are and how small your problems really are in this world you know we have really really big problems in this world that we can be helping out each other But we're so sometimes worried about our own egos, wrapped up in our own
0: little, like oh, our own little world. That person cut me off when I was trying to get over to the exit. Exactly, (laughs) you
1: know. Exactly. All worried about the smallest little things, like as if that's that's what what we're all about, you know. So I try to worry less about all that stuff, and I try to be more happy. Yeah. You know, maybe my happiness will shine to somebody else, and they're they start glowing a little bit more. You know, that's the way I look at it. If I can have 10 people around me make 10 people around them happier than those other 10 people will be able to make 10 people around them yep. happy. And it's just a, a beautiful cycle that we'd be able to, to diminish a lot of horrible things, you know, for sure. But, I mean, if it, that just means if we're going to get everybody all on the same page, but you can only do that through action. And I guess the reasoning why we compete and we do what we do and, yep. We continue to do what we do is because we want that action to be shown, you know, and I'm sometimes I'm tired of speaking and that's why I just I show up and I show up to show who we really are, who we truly are, you know, and once you guys see me or hear me, you know, (laughs) laughing or yelling and cracking up and just. Cheering for everybody because I if you catch an amazing wave, guess what? I'm gonna scream at the top of my lungs. Dude,
0: you and there. honestly, like before <laughs> I went in, uh like I remember uh it, like you you were one of the most encouraging people when I was getting ready to to head out into the water, dude. You were all about it. You know, like
1: Well, and, that's what a team is about, man. Yeah. That's that's what a team is about. You know, I've I've been blessed to be on a really, really amazing team. When I was in my military career, I'm talking about some of the greatest guys in the world that I've sure. been able to work with, you know, and the fact that I, in return now, I'm with another team and I've made, I've made my team into my family, my friends, and I've been able to share my experiences in my life with you guys is, is something very, very grateful to me, honestly, very rewarding. The fact that I've been able to go from team to team and all of them have been amazing. And if you think about it, all representing one one nation, one world. Fully. We're all different colors. We're all look completely different from each other. Uh,
0: that's one of the things that's to- dope about this country, mm-hmm. dude. Like you go to look, you go to Australia, and you know, I, I know you have the the Aboriginal people and stuff, you know. But for the most part, most people look alike. You go to freaking like Spain, everybody looks alike. You go to Mexico, most of the people, you know, there's not a lot of. You come here, dude. Like there's. Giant kaleidoscope of different types of people.
1: This is a melting pot, and the fact that we we continue to fight with each other and we continue to like hate each other instead of love each other is mind blowing to me because we came here for a better world. You know, me personally, I know that I just want everybody next to me being at a million percent physically and mentally. Because, (laughs) dude, if they're cooking. Way better food. Imagine we didn't have McDonald's, but some amazing, like five star restaurants everywhere yep. because people wanted to do these things because we wanted to be healthier. Like, yep. I, oh man, it would be such a we would be in the Star Wars world in in the honest sense, you know. <laughs> but God, man, why can't we all get on the same page? But for the same reason, you know. I before I leave this world, I want to make it a better world. And I think you're doing you're your part, do is, dude.
0: I I think yeah. so, man. I think you're making things a little <clears throat> smoother, a little better. Yeah, you know? and, and we're here for a long time. Why not make
1: each other better? You know, yeah. why not help each other become better? That's the way I look at it.
0: So you, so you told me a a, a story one of the last times we talked. You were talking about as far as making things better. You know, um, so I know you get tired of talking, but sometimes you you know you do speak in front of schools and stuff, and and I remember you telling me the story. Maybe you can fill in the gaps if I get it wrong, but uh, you you were talking about... Uh, about your experience and you know, journey and everything and and um there were a couple of uh of muslim girls you know high school and they, i think you said they were in the hijab and like uh you know the the head yeah
1: they were just a little reluctant to come up to me at the end of my speech i always tell the, the kids i'm like if you guys want to come up to me because uh, you guys want to give me a hug and just feel the love that we have for yeah. each other you know And they were just a little reluctant and didn't know if they should or shouldn't. And I looked them straight in the eyes and I'm like, come on, like I'm waiting for you guys. And they smiled just really, really big and they were so happy and I I cracked me up. Like I'm like, dude, like we're here together. Like I don't hate anybody. I don't have any hatred towards nobody. Like if you think about it, I went to somebody else's world and tried to do something, you know, if someone else would be coming into our world, I would, I think I would feel the same way you know, but that's, that's not who we are. You know, we're here to welcome each other. We're here to love each other. You
0: know, I mean,
1: it says love thy neighbor, doesn't it? And that's Surely. the best thing you could ever do.
0: <clears throat> I'm going to pause here real quick just to kind of see what we're doing on time here. <laughs> cool. we have been at this a little less than an hour, so I want to be respectful of your time. How how you doing on that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we got a little bit more
0: time. Okay, cool. All right, so um,
1: so they came up to me and yeah, yeah. they just ended up hugging me, and uh, uh, I, it felt so great. Like the the fact that all of these kids can see that there's no animosity, there's no hatred. That we're here to love. So I just hope that them in return would feel the same way about themselves. You know, like that they can be more opening towards. Somebody that looks a little different than them, you know, because I look different than everybody else. I don't sure. look the same as, everybody. I mean, I got long hair, I'm Hispanic, I, I'm, I look weird, man. I look weird. <laughs> so, I, it's just the fact that we're able to show this love and affection for each other is what makes, what makes this world beautiful, you know. And the fact that we don't use this more often is, is heartbreaking, you know, because like I said, I feel like we could be in a better
2: world
0: what uh if, what are some of the things you'd like to to accomplish like as far as whether it's surfing whether it's you know kind of doing something for somebody else like do you have anything you know up your uh, up your sleeve or kind of on your bucket to be honest or whatever with
1: you, i just uh, of course i want to be one of the greatest adaptive surfers in the world you know i i would love to be able to do this for the next 20 years if i possibly can and
0: i don't see why not you
1: can champion for the next 20 years you know like that's that's one big key of mine. That, that's why I think I go so hard physically is because I want to make sure that my body will be up for the task. You know, I know mentally I'm, I'm, I can make it happen, but my body has to acquire with, with it as well. So um, that's one thing. And to be honest with you, I, I wanted to leave this world a happier place than when I came in. When I came in, there was riots going on. I was an 80s kid so
0: yeah yeah you, you was, and i are you know, pretty close to the same
1: age i think yeah yeah you know there's riots going on and i grew up and i was born in compton i grew up all over it like
0: not an so. easy place to grow up dude <laughs>
1: <laughs> no not at all but gracefully um i kept away from drugs and all that stuff i i love sports too much and that was always my thing i love basketball honestly and I, did you I play a lot back
0: in the day
2: to, or
1: i've well, the minute I got out of school, I was playing ball in- <laughs> at Parker already. So yeah, yeah. it was something that I was always, always wanting to do. I mean, I was a big Kobe fan. For sure. Big Jordan fan. Um, God, I I love basketball, period. I remember going to the forum and watching the Staples or the Lakers before they, they ended up going to the Staples Center. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I I was lucky enough to watch Shaq and Kobe and. Do their whole duel and just see perseverance at its finest you know and and i think that's what kept me away from a lot of things is the fact that my my focus was more on me being the best me all the time whether it's in a sport whether it's what i was doing whether it you know whatever it is that it was and and i guess the best thing that i can ever say that i want to do is show the world how powerful we truly are within ourselves I feel like we've all forgot that we actually naturally have these superpowers within us, meaning we could heal ourselves um, physically and mentally. We just have to uh, put effort into it, you know. And, and what do you I'm think right stops us? To, uh, ourselves. I could do it later. We have procrastination. Yeah. That's that's our biggest downfall. Is that we always say we'll do it later instead of doing it at the moment when we think about it.
0: You're, yeah. you're you're uh, you're convicting me a little bit I'm, I'm even still with as much progress as i've made <laughs> i still do that shit you know like
1: hey but this is something that i do on on i'm i'm gonna raise my hand and say i'm there with you you know but it's something i know so i work hard towards fixing that yeah you know and it's and that's something that i tell people i'm i'm not a perfectionist you you guys think that i am but it's not that way to be honest with you I'm working on myself on a daily basis and that's what helps me out so much more is that because I'm aware of what's going on in my own body and my own mind that I'm even hammering my dust out, myself out a little bit more because I know if I don't do it at the time, then I'm not going to do it at all, you know? So as long as I understand that about myself, then um, we can continue on and help each other out because then we're doing something about it, you know? We could just can't kind of say, oh, well, I know what I need to do, but then not do it at all. You know, that's that's when you apply your effort, you know, and that's when you stay focused on what you need to do and what you want to do. So that's what I tell people. It's an everyday basis that you got to work on it. Little steps, you know, one day at a time, one day at a time. You can't just think that you're going to rush through all of it.
0: What do you do when you have a dark day or when you have a dark month? What, What do you do to pull yourself out of that? Because obviously, like I'm, I'm, like I know you, you're, you're positive a lot of the time, hundred percent. Like, and it's infectious. But like, you know, all of us have days where we're kind of, man, this is tough. What, what, how, what do you do in response to that?
1: You know what? Give me one second. I'm gonna grab my charger because I really want to tell you what I do on a daily right. basis when right. I have these thoughts.
0: Cool. So, Jose's gone off to get his charger. In case you're wondering justin while you're listening to this i think he's still around so
1: okay i'm back brother sorry
0: cool no Ooh. no worries i just i was just talking there for a minute so when justin's going back and editing this together he's not like all it turned what off happened? Here. yeah okay, okay. So you, no you didn't have to close the window or anything you were good there
1: no, no, no. What well, I did is just mute it so I could run real quick. and. Oh, go okay. Back. Cool, cool, yeah, yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, no, I just, as long as you didn't have to rejoin that, I don't have to restart the recording. So. No, nope, you're good to go. It's still right. saying recording right now. I can see it. Sweet. Okay. Uh, um, so, so, yeah. So, what do you do, like, when you have those <laughs> rough moments, dude? Like, what's, what's your... Uh,
1: you know what? When I have rough moments, I try to understand uh, the reasoning behind it. Sometimes, um, I feel like we have rough moments because um, someone ticked us off. You know, someone right. did something that got us really mad and it just made us frustrated, like overreacting and stuff like that. And when stuff like that does happen, especially the overreacting, I try to understand if if I've just been upset this whole week or, you know, I try to look back a lot at what's going on throughout the day. Maybe it's something on social media that's bothered me and whatever this other person did, um, I overreacted. It's little things that I try to yeah. pick up and see what's um, those pressure points that have been bothering me. And once I start realizing what it is, then either I try to apologize to myself for the overreacting. I try to apologize to the other person if I can, or I just try to actually like tell myself like, okay, you know, you're overreacting. You're, you're, you're doing this. You're, you're getting really mad and you're, you're aggravating yourself, you're getting your blood really hot for no reason. What, what's the yeah. reasoning behind it? So I really try to coach myself and talk to myself and, and tell myself, like, "Is this really you? You know, Would you be acting this way if you were a lot calmer right now? Like if you weren't in a little bit of pain, if you aren't a little hungry? You know, sometimes we overreact because of how we're feeling. Sometimes we're in a bit of pain. Sometimes we didn't sleep the night before. There's, yep. there's a lot of times that when I'm having a bad day is because I couldn't sleep the night before, to be honest with you. And sure. when that does happen, it, it, it really, really bothers me sometimes. And I start thinking about, well, if I wouldn't have stepped on the bomb, then I would be able to sleep right now. And it goes into all these other details that honestly have nothing to do with it. I mean... I've had trouble sleeping. Sometimes you spiral when you get into that moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you start thinking about all these crazy things, you know? And, but the funny part about it is that I've had trouble sleeping before I was even stepping on this bomb. Like my mom would actually hate it (laughs) when I started (laughs) like doing certain things because when I was in high school, I would fall asleep sometimes like at three in the morning, you know, I'd be running around all night and my mom'd be like, dude, I got to work tomorrow. Like go to sleep. I'm like, I can't mom. Like my brain is just running, you know? And I'd be like, just going up and down the house and just making noise, you know, being bothersome. But
0: that's, that <laughs> sounds just, like me yeah. and my mom, dude. Like, <laughs> like and the, the worst part is, is like when I was in high school, like I used to wear like big old boots, right? Like I was all into the whole, like kind of goth and metal scene. So I always had those big old boots and clump <laughs> around. Walk, and I, and I would talk to my friends at night, you know, and this is before the day of cell phones, right? You know, because yeah. I was born in the 80s. So, like, so when I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones. So I'd I'd be walking around on with the cord everywhere. The, the cord, with, well, not the cord, but the cordless phone. I'd be walking around and I'd be stomping on the floor. My mom like, at least take your boots off, dude. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. See, and I was always one like randomly showering at like two in the morning. She's like, "What the hell? What are you doing? Like, what? Like, that's just what I want to do, you know? <laughs> so stuff like that, or I'll be eating randomly at night and. Just going up, in the, or I—I I remember I joined the gym when I was in high school as well, and I would go to the gym like around 10, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, well, yeah,
0: because you had like twenty-four hour fitness, you could just go work yeah, out whatever. You know, my yeah, my mom like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "What?
1: Like, What's wrong with you? Why do you guys sleep right now? Like, just because the sun's not up doesn't mean you can't be up." You know? were, you,
0: were you like a little bit of a vampire? You're like
1: pretty okay. much, you know. Well, I mean, I used to race cars when I was younger. I used to go out a lot, you know. I was yeah, yeah. I was always. i I, I was wandering you know i used to ride motorcycles i that's that's how i think i that's how i always kind of like de-stressed you know by like thinking about things while i was doing certain other things driving has always calmed me i guess a lot has always made me just made me feel free in a sense and made me just kind of have the ability to look at myself sometimes just turn off the the music or sometimes I even have the music blasting, but not even listening to it, you know,
0: just for something to take up the mental space. Kind of exactly, you
1: know, just a little white noise in, around the area or whatnot, but yeah, yeah. in all honesty, I, I try to really always look at myself a lot and analyze what I'm going through, um, what I'm doing. Um, I'm just trying to be the best me that I can. And I feel like if I continue to do this kind of like a therapist to my own self, yeah, and guess what? And I'll I'll be fine every single day of my life, you know. And uh, I've, again, I've been lucky enough to put people in my life that are constantly helping me out, like my wife, my friends, um, my my partners that I that I surf with. You know, I've been yeah. so blessed that they they're always with me. It's Joseph and Darren. I have two people, a pusher and a catcher, and. They've gone to Hawaii with me. They want to tour with me as much as possible until we want to say we're done, you know, and I'm so grateful that I have people around me that are willing to help me out and do these things with me, you know, because it's it's a us thing. It's not a me thing, you know, and in return, we've been able to show the rest of the world how happy we truly are and show that we can be. Uh, this amazing with each other that we can help each other grow, that we can help each other out of dark spaces and dark times. Yeah. And that's another thing that I wanted to say when I do have a bad day and I can't get myself out of it. I, I talk to my wife. Um, I talk to my best friend. I try to talk to somebody because I know I'm not alone. You know, most of the times I try to talk to my wife because she's the one that's always with me. Well,
0: and she gets you probably more than almost anybody. A- absolutely,
1: she understands me more because she sees my downfalls. You know, she sees uh, the best in me. She sees everything. She sees the all the little things, all the good things. You know, all the bad things, everything about me. You know, so she knows me best, and and the fact that I'm able to talk to her about it <clears throat> um, is is a lot is a lot more helpful because it. I don't think of myself as. I mean, I know we're all a little nuts inside because, I mean, who isn't? This world, you know, but
0: <laughs> gotta I, I be to survive.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, but it doesn't make me feel like I'm. Um, I'm nuts. You know, and it makes me feel like I, I have feelings that it's okay to feel this way. Like we're we're okay to feel sad when things happen. We're okay to feel mad, um, but it doesn't mean that that's who we're gonna be doesn't mean that we have to overreact, you know. Yeah. It's okay to get mad and say, you know what, that got me a bit mad. Um, I don't like how that made me feel. And can you not do that or can we change something about that? Yeah. And doing that, I think, is the best possible thing you can do is having communication with somebody. With your significant other, with your brother, your sister, your mother. Yeah. Somebody that you can actually confine in and have some type of um, communication. I mean even with my pusher and my catcher and my guys, my partners, um, I have such a great relationship with them. that I'll tell them, you know what, last night I had a shitty night, you know? And they're like, say no more. So we'll go and have some fun. We're in the water, you know? So there's little things that we do, or there's times because my, my guy, my pusher, Joseph, he he was a Navy corpsman, like I said, and he was in Iraq. Sometimes I'll be like,
0: he he knows that common experience of exactly, you know? And
1: sometimes I'll be like, Hey bro, you know, today I'm having an a, a angry day. I'm like, say no more, Joe, I'm going to make you happy today, you know? And, and vice versa. <laughs> we help each other out. That's right. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. We're, we're here to help each other, you know? And I think that's the best therapy we we can have is those people that love us, that truly want to see the best for us, that give us some type of energy and love to help us getting out of this little hole, you know? And I think we forget to ask for help because of the ego that we have within us. That yep. oh, they're gonna think we're crazy or whatnot. Man, who cares? Who hears you cry? Who cares? <laughs> like I cry. I cry a lot, man. I, and I love to cry because crying is de-stressing for me. Like, yeah. And sometimes it's not because I'm sad. It's sometimes because I'm just happy. Like so happy. I kind of I kinda
0: honestly like I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like I'm a tough guy, but honestly, like I'm I'm a little jealous because I have a hard time crying a lot of the time. <laughs> like see, i, w- I honestly wish i could cry
1: see and for me it's something that i've i've learned that it's not bad I, when i was young i told you i have an abusive father sure um,
0: probably I, was like look, he no to bitch son of mine's gonna cry or something Oh kind of- yeah
1: exactly you know he used to beat me until i would stop crying and and for a very long time i had a really really hard time crying and until i realized like man i gotta let that shit go like fuck it like you know there's no other way around it. I have to let it go. Yeah. And uh, finally, until I started like letting it fully go, is when I I felt this weight off my shoulders, like this heavy chest, this burden. You know, this anger that I had for forever. You know, for no reason, for something that had happened so long ago. You know, I kept holding on to something. I don't. I and I don't understand why, but. Us as humans, we like to hold on to things, especially when they're painful. You know, we got to let things go. I mean, it's good to remind us of what we've been through, but never holding on to that pain because that hurts. That hurts the heart. You know, that hurts you physically and mentally. And once you finally let all of that go, then guess what? You can start helping others around you. You can actually start loving yourself and you can start loving everybody, the world, the beauty, the nature, everything we have around us because we're all connected to each other, whether we like to believe it or not. We come from the same world. We live in the same world. We drink the same water. We breathe the same air. And you're telling me we're not connected? You know. Once we start understanding that all of this is a connection towards each other and the only way we're going to make this world a better place is that we start blessing each other with love, with beauty, with happiness and wanting to see each other grow. I want them to see the best for each other. I don't think we'll ever see a better world, you know? So that's the reasoning why I continue to show everybody with this action. That that's cool. I can continue to smile, even <laughs> through a bomb, even through all of this crap that I continue to go through, even through the pain, you know? I can show the world how strong I truly am because I want to be here on a daily basis because this world is beautiful.
0: Well said, brother. Thank you, dude, for uh, not only being on the podcast once, but twice. Once that nobody gets to hear, but this honestly, <laughs> like it was, uh, it was good, man. Like, like I like hearing you drop wisdom, dude. Like, like it, it it's cool to like to meet people that are not only like good competitors, but good, good encouragers, but like have some some deeper wisdom to drop. So, you know, thanks for sharing, man. That that was dope.
1: Absolutely, I've learned that being in the team. I was scared to speak up. Yeah. You know, before and I realized that <clears throat> when I did get to a good team, the reason that we were a great team is because everybody had uh, an opinion and we we would listen, you know, and I try to I try to make sure that when I do speak it's it's because it's going to benefit somebody, you know, and and if we continue to show each other this um how can I say it if we continue to show each other this disrespect this of always wanting something better for that other person that the knowledge that we're giving is something good, not just for ourselves but for that other person that's listening yeah. to it then then I think we we can definitely be on the same page a lot sooner
0: we can make things you know? a a little bit brighter
1: absolutely you know, and so. like I said, like any anytime that I talk to you personally like I I feel so much better. I feel. Oh, dude!
0: Thanks, man.
2: Thanks.
0: <laughs> you know, man. honestly, I, I, that.
1: I really do. Like, I um, I'm proud to be your your partner in this Team USA okay, thing. I'm proud of, of proud of the team that I have now. You know, I used to be really proud of. Well, I mean, I am proud of the team that I had before, and I'm even more As proud you should of be. The dude. Team that I have now. You know. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's a, it's a great thing that I have all these people around me and someone like yourself that motivates me to continue to push myself to a better world you know so thank you very much for having me on yeah this. man
0: absolutely dude you're, you're welcome anytime dude so as uh i say this every single time you guys because it's absolutely 100 percent true adventure is a state of mind how you live it is up to you